1: Thirteen Days of Halloween, Devil's Night. A production of iHeart3D Audio, Blumhouse Television, and Grim and Mild from Aaron Mankey. Headphones recommended. Listener discretion advised.
0: You have nothing to fear from me
1: What are you
0: a friend
1: no no you. they
0: were going to hurt you
1: but you You killed them.
0: I am sorry. You had to see that But I assure you Those boys intent was to harm you You would not be the first nor the last. There was no other way.
1: No, no, you aren't real. There was a scarecrow.
0: A costume. Come, there is no time to waste. The night will only grow darker.
1: I'm not going anywhere with you.
0: Then, I will at least show you back to the road.
1: Come on, Arrow. Are you?
0: My name is Bezalel.
1: What kind of name is that?
0: An old one. And yours?
1: I'm Max. This is Arrow. Oh.
0: Yes, Arrow. A brave dog. Very loyal.
1: He's my best friend. What are you doing out here? They've been saying everyone should stay indoors, that it's dangerous.
0: And they are right. Halloween night is no time to be out, especially for children. There are things in the night that would love to get their bony hands on a boy like you. To that end, I offer my protection.
1: I don't understand.
0: It is a dangerous night. Maybe the most dangerous of your life. I do not want to scare you, Max, but you have a long journey home.
1: Too long.
0: You are skeptical of me. And that is understandable. But I said I would bring you to the road. And here we are. I will make the journey with you. It will not slow you down. And I will keep you safe.
1: Thanks, but no thanks. Arrow and I have got it from here.
0: As you wish. Got room
1: for one more, kid? Goodbye, Bezalel. Bezalel?
2: Ain't got all night, kid.
1: I'm coming.
2: You bringing that mutt? Better sit in the back. Come on, boy. Geez, kid. What are you doing way out on the highway? You know what night it is, don't you?
1: Yeah. Um, thanks for stopping. Are you heading into
2: town? Sure as shoot. Got held up on a sales call over in Sunnyvale lost track of time. Real foolish of me. Should have been home an hour ago. Last year, vandals chased me off the damn road. But this year, I'm ready for them
0: is a WBRD Devil's Night Bulletin. Shh, hold on. We are receiving the first reports of a disturbance on Main Street. Mass suspects reportedly broke into Cooper's Pharmacy at sunset, vandalizing the property and making off with a large quantity of candy and toilet tissue. If anyone has any information on these vandals, please report it with haste to the Bradbury Police Department. In the meantime, we must again implore all residents of Bradbury to remain indoors and off the streets. Disgusting.
2: I tell you. These goddamn outsiders. You know it's not our people doing this, right? It's out-of-towners coming in, disturbing our peace and order. How much you want to bet that whole town will be decorated by toilet tissue cummed off? They could say it's just our kids blowing off a little steam, but our boys do that on the football field. (laughs) On the courts. On the diamond. These are degenerates from elsewhere, all worming their way in, and they won't stop with the pharmacy. Where'd you say you were from?
1: Bradbury, sir. (laughs) Well,
2: if you were up to no good, you wouldn't tell me, would you? You'd just sit there all quiet with your mutt there and play the innocent, wouldn't you? That's how they played it last year. They played on my kind nature.
1: Promise, sir. I'm not going to cause trouble. I just need to get home.
2: People think they're just hooligans coming in for a good time, you know? Like they're just drunks or kids out on a wild tear. And yeah, 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 maybe some of them are. The real dangerous ones hide among them. That's what's insidious. Is it stuffy in here? (sighs) They're out there waiting. Last year, I saw this girl on the side of the road, not far from where I just picked you up, matter of fact. Probably not much older than you. Real sweet. Just done with duties on the farm, I assume. Going home to have dinner with mom and pop, apple-cheeked and doe-eyed and just real wholesome. Like if you looked up wholesome in a dictionary, <laughs> boom, there she'd be smiling out at you with her little white teeth and her eyes shining with all the glory of Christian God she was the perfect bait of course I was gonna stop for her, pick her up get her home to her parents I'm a red blooded American man god damn it, when I see a girl like that out there trying to get home I'm gonna help her out that is how they got me last year kid and it ain't happening again
1: uh, sir, town is the other way.
2: Let's call it a shortcut. Y-
1: you can just let me out here.
2: Wouldn't dream of it, kid.
1: It's just that my parents are expecting me. <laughs> right,
2: right. That's what she said. Just like that. And I tell you, I had every intention of getting her home. I'm not a monster, I'm a good man, a family man. Go to church every Sunday, I pay the tithe, even on weeks when it's hard. And you know, it's hard these days, kid. Anyway, I was following her directions. Telling her about my wife, my kids, all at home, all waiting on Daddy. But I just couldn't let a girl like that alone on the side of the road. What's this? Another lost soul trying to hitchhike home, I suppose. Shall we stop?
1: I don't know.
2: We should. It's only Christian of us. Well, roll down the window, kid. Don't be shy. You.
0: Hey, mister. I'm trying to get to town. Think I could get a lift?
2: Sure, buddy. Always room for one more. (coughs) Shut up. Sorry about my boy's pooch. He's a good boy, but he's got the manners of a barn animal. Was just telling the kid here about my experiences last Devil's Night.
0: Oh, by all means. You'll let me interrupt.
2: So the girl, that innocent little angel, she's given me directions to her house, right? Sort of out of the way from where I'm used to driving, but I'm not suspicious. Where should I be? I'm escorting a real-life ethereal being home. What's the worst that could happen? I'll tell you. See... She turns me down this road, the one we're on now. I never had a reason to go this way, I'm not real familiar with it, so... Maybe I'm already a little on edge. Say,
0: what is that up ahead?
2: <laughs> Looks like a couple more hitchhikers. Guess we better pick them up, huh fellas? I guess so. What? How? Hey mister, it's getting awful dark out here. Can you spare us a drive to town? Yes, sir. I'm afraid to walk with all these bad men causing mayhem. Sure thing, sweetheart. Never could say no to a pretty face. Always room for a couple more. Everyone in? Was just telling a story about another hitchhiker I picked up this time
0: last year. Gosh... I love a good story. Seemed like it was just getting to the good part. Oh, please, do continue. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you all insist.
2: At this point in the story, I've got a goddamn 4 reel angel of the Lord riding shotgun down this very road in this very car, and she's sitting there real quiet, like she's expecting something. And I thought, is she afraid of me? So I reach over, gently, and I put my hand on her knee, and I whisper, "Hey, kid, you don't have to be afraid a little on me." She doesn't look at me; just stares straight ahead. Her eyes suddenly full of terror. I look up, and <laughs> before I even really saw it, I swerve—pure instinct. The body just knows what to do. It was a pickup truck blocking the road, right in my path, and I'm trying to clear it, and I lose control. Bam! We're in the ditch. Engine smoking, the windshield is cracked. The girl had nearly gone through the damn thing. She's groaning. I pulled her back. She had a nasty gash across her scalp, blood coming down her face, but her eyes were still sharp. I thought, this kid will be okay. She'll be fine. I can just get her back to my place, and bandage her right up, nurse her back to health. And then I saw her. Five figures coming out of the apple trees on the side of the road, tall, masked. As they moved, the last of the twilight glinted off something shiny in one of their hands. I didn't hesitate. I'm not stupid. I reached right into the glove box. I keep a loaded pistol in there. Go ahead. Open her up. Take a peek.
1: Oh, I don't think I'd better...
2: Open it. you see that gun? Yes, sir. These days, you know, you just can't take any chances. Reach in. I don't... Grab the gun. Do it, you little shit. That's not nice, mister. You shut up back there, I'm talking! Don't look at them, look at me. Take the gun out of the goddamn glove box. Now, hand it to me. Thank you. Where was I? The men, in the woods, with knives. Did I say they all had knives? Huh. Well, I didn't hesitate. I was in the army, see, in the trenches. You learn a lot there. I wasn't going to let some punk outsiders get the jump on me. I got the gun, and I sat back real quick. Some of the girl's blood had gotten on my hands, and I wiped it all over my face so I'd look like I was wounded. Make them cocky, think I was easy prey, right? Then it works. See, one of them makes right for the driver's side, goes to open the door. The others are all lined up right in front of the car like ducks in a row. The first one wrenches open the door, reaches in to grab me. Never sees the muzzle. Just feels it on his forehead, but it's too late. Blam! He flies back, lands with a thud. And these other four have that daze you get when you're not expecting something. Shit, even the girl hasn't figured it out. And she saw me go for the gun. So, blam, blam, blam! I hit three more. Two are dead right away. One topples over screaming. Maybe a gut shot, maybe a shoulder, I don't know. I'm all adrenaline at this point. But I see the last one is bolt right back into the orchard. And I tell the girl, wait right there. And I bolt out after him into the field. He was stupid. Sloppy. Hid down in some brambles, but here's the thing. He was sobbing. His sniveling led me right to him. He was laying there, mask off, curled up and clutching himself and stinking a piss. A teenager, for Christ's sake. He wailed some shit about, Please, mister, don't kill me. I was just kidding around. Don't you know what's devils Night?" Like? But I saw, in his eyes, it was an act. He got bullet number five. Gosh, mister. That's quite a story. Yeah, well, it ain't done yet, so shut your mouth. I make my way back to the road where the fellow I'd winged had dragged himself up the pavement attempting to make an escape on his belly. <laughs> Poor sucker had got it right in the gut. I walk up, flip him over with my foot. And what do you know, another teenager. Zits all over his face, gawky, Adam's apple, everything. Except he don't plead with me. Instead, he fixed his eyes up the road a ways where my shattered headlight illuminated a figure limping down the road. The girl. The kid tried to call out after her. Could barely manage to croak out a name, Sally. Before I crushed his windpipe beneath my boot, Sally. He knew her.
0: They were in cahoots. Might they not have just been schoolmates?
2: Sure, sure, of course. Just old chums at school, right here at Bradbury High, getting malted milks at the soda fountain and holding hands at the pictures. You and I. Both No, that ain't true. These were conspirators. She was one of them. They wanted what I had, and they were willing to kill to get it. All this time, ever since I'd picked her up, I'd been fooled into thinking she was some beautiful creature who needed protection. Some perfect angel fallen from the sky, perfect and innocent and pure American. My heart broke. Just broke into a thousand pieces to learn that none of it was real. These boys, these monsters, hiding their evil intent behind masks, they were bent on destroying everything that made this town good. And this girl, this Sally, well, she was as bad as any of them. Worse, in fact, more insidious. Because she looked like the kind of girl you'd take home to meet your mother. She tricked me. Her face was a mask. I wanted to see what was behind it. And I called out, Hey, Sally! Sally! She didn't even give me the courtesy of turning around. Just limping away fast as her injured legs could carry her. But I had one bullet left. It didn't take me long to catch up. Because of that night, I always had my gun on me. And I keep all six bullets loaded in the chamber in memory of Sally and her friends. I won't be fooled again. This year, I'm ready for you, for all of you. Well, what do we have here, another hitchhiker? Open the door, kid. Well, sir, looks like you got a full car. Nothing of the sort. This hound dog has been growling all night, and I think it's high time he was out on his ass. Alongside this boy of his. Scram, kid.
0: I ain't got no more space for you. Come on, Arrow. Hello, stranger. Why, hello! What menagerie of souls do we have here?
1: Excuse me. Beg your pardon.
0: Ma'am, pardon my
2: gaze. Oh, handsome and charming. I was just talking about a hitchhiker I picked up last.
1: It's all right now, boy. We're gonna be all right. Run, boy. 13 Days of Halloween, Devil's Night Starring Carter Rockwood and Clancy Brown Episode 2, The Highway Written by Nicholas Tokoski Featuring the voice of Clayton Froning Editing and sound design by Jesse Funk Directed by Alexander Williams Script supervision by Nicholas Tokoski Casting by Sunday Bowling CSA and Meg Mormon CSA Production Coordinator Wayna Calderon Production assistants Zoe Shea and Amber Ferris. Animal recording by Ben James. Closing theme by Rose Azerti. LoyaltyFreakMusic.com. Recorded at DG Entertainment in Los Angeles, California. Engineered by Gary Forbes and Jody Abbott. Executive producers Aaron Mankey, Noah Feinberg, Chris Dickey, Matt Frederick, and Alexander Williams. Supervising producers Trevor Young and Josh Thane. Producers Jesse Funk and Rima Ilkayali. 13 Days of Halloween was created by Matt Frederick and Alexander Williams and is a production of iHeart 3D Audio, Blumhouse Television, and Grim and Mild from Aaron Mankey. Learn more about the show at grimandmild.com slash 13days and find more podcasts from iHeart Radio by visiting the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.